to Slush, a podcast about intriguing creators from around the globe and a look inside what inspires their craft. Here, we speak to creators of all kinds, including artists, musicians, chefs, and more, to learn about their stories, unique approaches, and what keeps them ticking. We're your hosts, Sulema and Vic Montemayor. Santos Guerrero is a Houston-based artist, painter, and muralist whose work is both mysterious and soothing. His avant-garde use of smooth lines to create surrealist masterpieces, combined with a distinct approach to color, or lack thereof, produces a textured, extra-dimensional experience for your brain. Today is our first episode of Slush, and we are super excited because we have an artist that we're both huge fans of, Santos Guerrero. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? We good. Thanks for having me. We good. We're out here, and um, we're here at the Roscoe Chapel, just to give you guys a little... It's a beautiful uh, day, too. A little setting. Uh, it's nice. We got the lake next to us. Breezy. Um, but yeah, we're here with we're here with Santos. Um Good friend of ours. He's sipping on some uh, Dunkin' Donuts cold brew. Cafecito. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got a few questions for you, man, just to kind of get uh, get into this and see what what drives you, what keeps you going in uh, in this art world, which it's not easy. To, not at all. To to stay to stay active, to stay current. I guess there's a lot of competition out in the in the city and everywhere you go. Um, but yeah, I guess the first question would be, uh, what area of Houston did you grow up in? Uh, I was born in Monterrey, uh, and so my parents moved here when I was three or four, and they moved to like the north side of the city, kind of like Quitman, Fulton area, and I, I spent like six, eight years there. Yeah, pretty much in a lot of neighboring neighborhoods, I, I grew up in those areas, but, uh, yeah, I was young. And do you remember anything about Monterrey? Yeah, I remember a lot about Monterrey. Yeah, so I uh, I have in memories. I can go back to like when I was like one or two years old and have like random memories of when when I was like that that young. Um, they're all really good memories based around family and whatnot, but kind of blurry. Um, yeah, so so we yeah, so it was only three years. There's not much. To, to tell there but um yeah most of my memories are for yeah when i was young here elementary school middle school high school um in school and outside of school just you know experiencing different types of things playing sports um being into just i was creative as a kid too i, I had a, I always had a sketchbook always drawing on my newspaper i mean i'm on my on my homework i'm sorry <laughs> Yeah, I'd get homework and I just like draw like all over it or in class assignments. That's when I knew like I just kind of space out and just draw little characters or whatnot. But uh, yeah, I kind of stuck with that. Obviously, what what do you think it was that that called you to uh, start doodling? Was it something that you saw, or you just maybe liked cartoons or something, and you wanted to kind of mimic that? Yeah, definitely. It was a lot of yeah. I was you're little and. Uh, in the 80s there's like a lot of really good cartoons that were out so then you start kind of like cartooning coming up with characters uh, sometimes you just kind of like want to yeah you kind of 
you see what other people are doing and you just kind of want to see if you can do what they're doing or branch off and do your own thing. Um, but yeah, I remember drawing Thundercats a whole lot. <laughs> Voltron, yeah, Transfer Z. I drew a lot of Ninja Turtles. Yeah, Ninja Turtles too, <laughs> yeah. So I'm just curious, you know, you heard our description of who Santos Guerrero is to us. Who is the real Santos Guerrero? What's what's your, who are you? <laughs> what do you want people to know about you? Um, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a visual artist, so I would, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever art form I'm, or craft I'm involved in, like, I'd rather... Well, even when I do that, like, I don't, I don't, I don't see, like, this is what I'm, this is more me. Yeah, I kind of do the artwork and let it speak for itself. So it's kind of a fine line I, I kind of stay away from, like, pe me trying to sell somebody on my personality versus my actual artwork, you know? And that's what I want, like, the artwork is its own thing. And I don't have to, like, get in its way to sell it or, or sell you myself, you know? So is that <coughs> yeah, I'm like not your alter ego or no. Yeah, it's like it? I don't know. It's not like it's like a peaceful Zen thing. Like when you're painting or whenever you're creating anything, it's you, it's the headspace that you get in um, that keeps you want to keeps you doing it. You know, you want to yeah. If you start something, you want to you want to see it to its full fruition and see how it, it ends up. You know, so that element of surprise kind of is always around. Um, but me as a person, like. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm, I like to have fun. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I have a pretty good sense of humor. I, maybe like my artwork is, I, the introduction was like a little mysterious, but that I'm, there's a, a element of mystique to me or artwork, but I don't, yeah, I don't, it's not like a front where I'm like, I want you to see me as this magician type of character or whatever. I don't know. So do you prefer to be more like, behind the scenes type of setup or do you want do you is it okay yeah for that's what i mean like a, to see you like or? a fame versus yeah like if you're i rather yeah i'd rather be behind the scenes i'd rather be in the studio working like coming up yeah yeah more i'm i get more thrill out of that than seeking fame for it you know yeah no and that happens a lot but it, you kind of have to have a little yeah that's the thing too is like that we live in a um a corporatocracy where you know, you need money to to buy supplies, to eat, to this and that, you know. So whatever craft you're in, yeah, you're going to want to do well at it. Who doesn't? But um, so, yeah, you have to kind of do have to sell yourself sometimes to raise capital or clientele or collectors, as they call them, whatever. Right. Yeah. There's a I was watching an interview on this uh, Flying Lotus a musician and he's always described it to as like I'd rather be in the studio making music than be, you know, playing live shows or touring or whatever but i guess that's the number one thing you fall in love first with with the art the craft and then you like you say you have to make money so you have to you know go out of that go out of your shell you know to sell some art or play some shows or do right. do what you have to do to make money yeah it's like a double-sided coin so one side of the coin is the studio work the the grunt work you know which is to a creator it's like the best part of it you're you're left alone and you're you're doing your thing or you're collaborating with somebody and you're doing your thing together um and then the other side of the coin is like on the subject of uh flying lotuses yeah he's making the beats he's creating the studio and then he can um 
he goes and performs it out in festivals you know that's pretty that's pretty rewarding within itself you know so yeah it's a it's it's pretty good life to have <laughs> so what is it that you find rewarding from the work that you do uh when other well my the first the first part is uh once something is done you know where i'm like you know i can sit back and kind of like bug out and admire it or critique it in a way where like you know this isn't exactly what i was shooting for maybe the next one will be better you know mm-hmm. or yeah it's like there's an evolution to it and then um the other one is how when people react to it um whether it's positive or negative whatever but there's some type of reaction that goes with it with it yeah that's that's rewarding to me you spoke about the evolution you know i've known you for i want to say about 10 years if not more now and i feel like your work has evolved in the years that i've known you and obviously you've been doing work since you know you're a kid how would you say that your work has evolved in your lifetime uh i think when I, as i get older um more simplified less yeah yeah it's like uh, less is more and and even in a sense of uh just using one color to to express or to yeah some type of visual dialogue uh, how can i say how can i say a lot with say more um with less you know that's that's kind of a challenge um that's that's so the evolution kind of stems from that is simplifying yet more effective when you're a creator you always have plenty of uh naysayers yeah plenty of negative feedback mm-hmm. um it's hard i guess for a person to come up and be like hey man i really like your work or i like what you're doing why i have no idea so when so when the naysayers approach you and talk you know say you have a project in mind that you're trying to accomplish or a uh, uh, whatever I know you were doing dirty colors as well to show and you probably get some negative feedback from that like what is it when all the negative feedback hits you what is it that you still keeps you driving well I mean I mean it depends too man like uh, if it's unsolicited negative feedback you know just kind of like whatever but there's a lot of truth and quote unquote negativity as well you know so sometimes it's good to hear other people say something that maybe was in the back of your mind that or that you're overlooking in yourself and and sometimes it's all right to like not care as well you know but the the thing about like having a building a certain level of like thick skin or confidence in your and what you're doing yeah you have you have like a long-term idea of what you're doing that at the at that moment we're like a hater or a naysayer or negative talk whatever you know like there's different they come in different forms <laughs> um creatures I, yeah um uh yeah it's like you know and sometimes that inspires you to do you know like you you know if they're cr- critiquing something that to you wasn't as big as the way they they're making it out to be you know right. like you take that and the next thing you do you kind of like yeah you do you do your you let your craft do the talking versus you know you having to defend yourself or squabble with other people right right yeah but i think yeah overall i think sometimes it's good to equate it's like yeah it's a healthy balance of like positive and negative does it ever affect you in any way like when you when you hear certain feedback maybe say from a certain person or something where you're like well that that hit me kind of hard but i'm still going to keep going or does it put you in a kind of like a like a downside of like man what am i doing with this you know i think with me personally it's more uh 
it's not other people it's myself you know like uh you challenge yourself yeah we all have negative type of qualities to ourselves sometimes and they get in the way of our yeah we get our, we get in our in in the way of our own selves so yeah so sometimes it's you know like it's you're you're your own enemy that you're point, pointing the finger at other people thinking that they're hating you know what i mean yeah, I so yeah so it's like if you know that you you kind of like try to be less as hard on yourself yeah has there ever been a time that you can remember um, where maybe you thought about quitting, about moving on to something else? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's where, you know, you look at your bank statements and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> and you're like, man, I got to do something, you know. But, you know, like, if you don't make it everything about money, like, and, like, again, like, if you have, a, like, a long-term goal of, what why you're doing what you're doing and you know you're getting up every day to kind of like fulfill that then it's a it's more of a journey you know so yeah you're like you know arts you know you, you don't have to be a certain age you can do it all your entire life and that's just not just with painting that's music or anything else you know what As do you a, think that there is about that journey that keeps you going i don't know like i i can't see myself not being like that you know like it's yeah, it's like you just cease to exist. Like, you have to, you have to do it. You know, it's not it's not like someone else is making you paint. You know, when yeah, no one's making you do things. But so let's just talk about your artwork itself. Um, you know, we talked about the evolution and you know, kind of you know how that where you're at now. So how would you describe um, your artwork now? You know, what what mediums you use or uh, just tell us a little bit more about it. How would you describe it? Um, at the moment, I'm exploring in uh, like 3D modeling, you know, digital uh, and physical. And you know, I'm I never really explored in those areas. Um, so yeah, I'm more used to like a 2D medium, and so it's like there's an evolution there. Um, so it's 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 yeah it's like I, I don't feel like it's complete enough to where I can just describe it you know uh, verbatim of like the, my art is this it represents that you know because mm -hmm. oftentimes they're a lot different but uh, yeah I'm going through like a past two three years I've been going through a period where it's kind of like morphing to something else and yeah so I have to wait till that cycle is over where some you know where from you're you're like from one medium to another you're kind of like meshing them together and then yeah. out of that comes something new it's like a chapter in your book yeah exactly and right now i'm going through like a period i'm still like i don't i see the light at the end of the tunnel but i'm not quite there yet you know artists in general are always or creators in general are always looking for some type of creative outlet so say if it wasn't if it wasn't painting you'd probably be doing music full time or if it wasn't music you'd probably be doing um, I don't know, some type of form or photography or something where you can express your your creativity? Do you think it's... it's? Yeah, yeah, I think... Yeah, well, I think every person has some type of creativeness to them to some degree. It, is, it hasn't had to be within, like, the arts, per se, you know? But, um, yeah, most people I know that are creative, like, uh, if this is a musician, they're going to have... They're going to... they, they they try photography they they you know they have 
they expand out in different different crafts and a lot of times you know sometimes they do well sometimes they don't you know right um but it's like it's almost but yeah like you it's like you have to try it you, you have, have to try, try it out exactly yeah it's like uh yeah i think that's that uh, deep down innate thing that you know you may not admit it to yourself but it's like there's an evolution to to um there's an evolution into your craft that you want to see it become something greater than what it is at that current moment right so you, yeah you so you music of is audible and and then painting is visual you want to yeah. like you want to put both those two things together. together communicate better yeah. yeah yeah and i think it happens a lot where you it's almost like you create the the visual aspect but then you're like okay well now i want to create the music that goes with that yeah you, you hear know? you hear sounds and what you're saying yeah and yeah exactly you try to you try to place it together so then you start saying, hey, well, let me get a laptop. Let me get some gear. Let me start messing around with this stuff. Right, right. You, know? you start downloading apps for your phone. <laughs> <laughs> you get an iPad and start downloading stuff. <laughs> it's it's different now, I guess. You know, it's not so analog as it was before. But, I mean, it's it's easier to get it's your It's a lot more accessible. Yeah. So you can express that form of, of audio that you want to go with your art. For sure, you know? yeah. Um, so do you use any of your Mexican culture when you're creating art do you tap into that mexican do you think about maybe memories of mexico and be like oh, okay well, i'm gonna kind of dedicate this piece to that or like do you tap into that those Mo roots most definitely uh i think uh it's just in my blood and it's not because like i'm born in mexico or it's not even right. a mexico thing but it's just yeah it's a it's it's just it's in our dna like that's it yeah it's like without yeah, like if you have a if you're if I'm painting something that's like more it comes from an intuitive place versus something preconceived. Like I know that in that intuitiveness that something within me deep deeply embedded is gonna come out some some way in it in its own form, you know? And I like that a lot more. It's a lot more raw, you know, it's it's it speaks for itself you know, just a few lines just say so much. Uh yeah, I'm more into that than me, my like my ego where I'm like I have a message for the world and I'm going to express it through my painting, you know, like I don't like, yeah, I rather let the painting speak to you and, and let the viewer experience it in their own kind of way, you know? Yeah. That, that where it's like, it's a language or it, it transcends your, your conscious being and more into your subconscious. So it's more, yeah, like deeply rooted within you. So speaking a little bit more about your work, the more 2d side of it, um, what is, I guess a piece that, I'm sure it's kind of hard because they're all like your children. <laughs> but Nicole. is there one that really stands out as your favorite or a memorable one to you? Yeah, I think the. I love the last mural painted. If you, yeah, it's, it's at um, We Bomb Me. Yeah. I can't remember the address off the top of my head, but. It's close by 59, right? Yeah, it's close 59 Montrose area. Um, I love that one because it was it was just freestyle. There was no. Yeah, like the owner commissioned me to do something, and like I convinced him out of what I convinced him out of what he wanted, and like to, to, to let me do whatever I wanted. And so at that moment, like I just wanted to like play jazz with imagery, and yeah, and that's why I'm proud of that one. It's it's yeah, you can look at the bottom part of it, and it says something. The top part of it, whatever. And yeah, I like that one a lot. But there's been a few proud pieces that I've had. Sometimes I don't even show them. Sometimes it's on a piece of paper, you know. It's just in my room somewhere. But uh, it's like it's something it's that an idea, to yeah. you, you know? Or even like that. Sometimes that idea you put it away, and be, and years later you open up 
your that old book and it'll it'll be there and you're like okay now it's time for me to you know okay. so sometimes ideas are shelved and they have a uh not a lifespan but uh they have a m- much later time period where you're like all right it's time for this to come out it's kind of like writing a beat like yeah, yeah you might one night you're just fucking around with a yeah. a simple drum pattern and then like you put it away months later you listen to it and you're like oh that's not so bad yeah. and then you're like oh i could add this to boom, my set that now. same night you yeah. have a new uh, a song a new is song yeah. yeah it's true it's true um so tell us a little bit about the phoenicia market painting that you did i know that's that was a pretty extensive piece you did all over the market how to, tell us a little bit about like maybe a positive part of that of that mural and maybe some negatives that you fell into just maybe you know dealing with people or the material or just things that just happened in general through when you did that painting yeah i'll start with a negative the negative was uh is um it yeah i i, I was just there too much you know the it was like a food hall, and it's kind of hard when 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 they you get ate busy. Too much hummus. I I I'd <laughs> put off the painting to start drinking and <laughs> eating. No, no. The hard part is is yeah that the drinking and eating with people around you like eating and and uh, yeah you have to move your ladder all the way so that you know accommodate the customers. So yeah, it took a little longer than what I anticipated, but. Um, so you prefer like a just wide open blank canvas? Let me go, stay out of my way, put my headphones on, jam some stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's go. that's me right there. But whenever I've painted at restaurants or bars, that that's kind of the issue too. It's like you want to you want to get you want to get it done, and sometimes it's during their peak hours, and that specific space is there's traffic, foot traffic, and you know that. So yeah, it kind of throws your your groove off sometimes, but. Um, yeah, that that was a negative, but the positive was the is beer was good. The beer was so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have delicious food. No. <laughs> um, no, yeah. So then once it was done, we threw like a, 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 a like it was like a grand opening. No, it was a it was a unveiling. It was like a mural unveiling. Right. And uh, I know you came out in the Chronicle with that too. Yeah, the Houston Chronicle your, picked your up article. on it. Made my parents proud. That's good. And they let me home. No, but that's good. I mean, and how does how does the how does the press make you feel? Is it something that makes you feel like like you're accepted now, or your your credit, you know, your your art has been, you know, recognized? Recognized? Is that yeah. does that matter to you, or does it just go both ways? Well, yeah, it it's it's a definitely a positive thing. It, it other people are acknowledging you. Yeah, that's kind of what you know. When I first did my first art show, I didn't. Yeah, you're kind of like a you're you're exposing yourself to to everyone you're like this is this is my art you know and, and you're most vulnerable when you first start it so yeah you, um after a while people start buying your work and talking about it or and then like you end up some local newspaper picks up on it you know and they they give you props yeah it, it feels good you know it feels great yeah. you're doing something right um so one of the you know what i really like about your style is your unique use of lines that it's almost like, I don't know how to, the best way I could describe it, it's almost like organized chaos because it's like they don't have a form yet they do. Actually, we have at my home, like when you walk into my house, the first thing you see is four Santos Guerrero's paintings. And that's what it is. I love it. It's just, and everybody walks into the house and sees them, they're intrigued by it. And everybody makes their own interpretation of what it is like, and it's really interesting. So um, and even in your larger commission pieces, you see that where it's lines and it, depending on where you're looking at in the piece, it's like you're telling a different story. Right. 
yeah the the art of storytelling or yeah it's it's um okay for for me there's certain characters that kind of show up with in my art that i see from time to time but i don't like yeah i don't like uh make the showcase about these characters you know but but they're they're in the paintings uh archetypes there's like this certain archetypes that um and i kind of kind of like it kind of it's like a i see it as a storyline where me personally uh i recognize them from one piece from like 2007 up until 2017 to now it's like you're like there's that character again you know and it um that what is that you know what is that character doing what's around him you know what uh that that interests me a whole lot so um there is this narrative from from my art within my art and i you know um so I, i approach it from that it's like how do i tell a story of these characters on this wall doing these things is are are they uh, you know are they in, what yeah what 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 environment am i building for them without without making that environment obvious so in, like let's just say for instance like i'm having a, a bunch of characters uh running down on water you know like not making the water obvious not making the characters obvious not making but just still the the impression of motion you know it's there you can't you can see it but you can't see it you know and it's different for everybody sometimes like yeah sometimes some someone uh, like where it's like um they'll they'll what they'll pull out of it it's like it looks silly to them you know or it looks serious to them or it looks chaotic or calm or whatever you know yeah so it's kind of a, a balance that's kind of what, what i mean with uh, simplifying and saying more with less it's it's just that right there it's how to get it to where other people see diff- yeah everyone that sees it sees something different So I'm interested in these archetypes because now that you're telling me that I see it, but I think I would have never really thought about that. But um, how how did you come up with this idea? Did it just kind of evolve, or was it planned? Or uh, no, I, I can't say it's planned because yeah, then I would be doing something different with those characters, like make a cartoon out of them, or or comic, or yeah. you know, and it's less about that or them. It's But, um, yeah, I would be doing something totally different in, in, in those respects. But as I notice them, you know, so it's like there's a story, there's a narrative that I'm following with, following through with, and uh, other people kind of pick up on it sometimes. Yeah. So I think your, your work is either black and white or extremely colorful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so black and white to me is, uh, is more of a skeletal um format for the art and when it's colorful it's like it's kind of like yeah it's what i mean by skeletal is uh you can't see your bones but they play a very big role in you know they're they're your core you know and then outside of your core is is the more the colorful stuff is what you see your your own exterior physical body because that's how i kind of see it. it's kind of weird to think of it like that but um black and white they're not necessarily colors or shades you know And so it's very, um, it gives it more of a, how do I say, like uh, arcane, like, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just brute and raw. It's like black, just black and white, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no gray, yeah, there is, well, if you mix them, yeah, if you keep them apart. <laughs>
Um, well, you hear the word the word success being thrown around a lot, and I think that everybody defines it di different. Some people it could be a material goal. Some people it could be a feeling. Um, how would you def define success? Um, I think change. You know, like um, you look back on something in your life, and you know you can you can see the evolution where or where it was like maybe a negative trade or something and years pass and you no longer have you know you you kind of outgrown that thing you know what i mean like that's a form of success you know like uh um many people see success as from like a, a financial or monetary gain you know you you get a lot of material stuff big castle big bank account whatever then you're like that's a form of success um you know but not everyone's chasing the same type of success you know it's different for everybody Definitely. and there's like minor successes mm -hmm. that are important there's large successes you know um yeah so to me success is uh more of a state of mind you know mm -hmm. but it's yeah definitely what keeps you ticking my heartbeat no <laughs> um yeah just 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 curiosities to see your craft evolve into something that's something that not not in this present form you know like it yeah like a year from now like if yeah i'm gonna feel different about my craft than i do at this moment so yeah i'm excited about that you know so it's like you can't like not do it and wait a year passes and expect to see results you have to stay active in it you know some way shape or form and it's like a practice you just got to keep doing yeah it. just you become it more you know into so much to the point that it's like it's you are the art you know you are the it is you know but what is next for santos guerrero uh what's today saturday <laughs> uh, sunday <laughs> that's next no i don't know um i don't know i, I kind of like got into this thing where i do have goals or where I'll, things I want to accomplish and whatnot, but I kind of take it one day at a time. Keep keep it simple. <laughs> keep it sim simple seems to be the, yeah. the theme. I like it. <laughs> and what's your um, what's your favorite uh, torta spot? <laughs> right now, it's La Macro. Okay, what do you get there? That good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the the macro the food truck? The food truck, yeah. It's by Raven, Raven, Raven Tower. Raven Tower. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes we go out there. It's, and it's I know they cool. got the they got the what do they have? The trompo. They have the fries. They trompo have fries. Trompo fries. Yeah. What else? Trompi you, fries. What else do you get there? Uh, yeah. Usually it's a torta and fries. <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. Got to keep the Mexican roots. Yeah. What do you do? Coca or coca-cola or what do you drink there a fanta, <laughs> a fanta. <laughs> a orange fanta orange fanta Nah, that's cool yeah so uh yeah la macro looked them up too local local guys yeah they're uh, cool not good sponsored. food not uh not sponsored i also love um this, uh this, this guy uh umbrella fellas okay he's got good burgers okay yeah i think they're at axel ride huh they yeah pop he, up at, he posts up town. at axel ride at dean sometimes okay nice well, thanks for thanks for being with thanks us. Thanks for having me. This was great. It was thanks fun. for being on on Slush, and um, we'll we'll see your work around town. Thank you. To learn more about Santos Guerrero, find him on Instagram at Santos Guerrero underscore. 
His murals can be seen around town at Phoenicia, Weebonme, and South Bank Seafood in Houston, Texas. Thanks for listening to the first episode of Slush. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Slush Podcast to learn more about upcoming episodes.